guys? You know we're back with another podcast episode based in Banner Boys. You know the gang, Liam, Tyler, Joe, Logan, Justin, and Matt. Today we're talking MLB trade deadline and NBA offseason. Start with the MLB trade deadline. I think Joe has some words for us. Yeah, so I, I would like to issue an apology to all of our probably five listeners at this point. For a take I made on uh, the last podcast where I said that Aaron Judge should be traded, um, while I still felt at the time genuinely selling was the option, uh, to start off our trade deadline section here, one of my favorite trades of the deadline had to be the Yankees buying, surprisingly enough, uh, Anthony Rizzo. And Anthony Rizzo has been the MVP of the Yankee season, and he's only been there for like five games, because I do truly think he has revitalized that lineup giving them a lefty power bat, and doing more than just hitting dingers, of course, getting on base, hitting in runs. He's been playing phenomenal, and they got him for a fairly good price. Uh, Kevin Alcantara, top 20 prospect they gave up. He's been he's been raking this year, but the pitcher they gave up was, was nothing special, and he's been playing really well for the Yankees this uh, so far this year. Yeah, there was nothing like Kevin Alcantara, and I think the other guy's name was Alex Vizquiedo. Uh, Vizquiano, yeah. Yeah, it was nothing, like, too crazy, and the, the production that the Yankees have already gotten out of Anthony Rizzo has been absurd. But going off of that, like, the Yankees just completely went all in, kind of out of left field, like, getting Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, two different uh, huge, yeah. big lefty. Left field. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Uh, two big, huge lefty power bats in, in a short porch Yankee stadium, and... A whole regular se- half of the regular season, the Yankees' only lefty bat that was consistently in the lineup was Brett Gardner. So that's a huge difference and provides a lot of different like opportunity to switch up the lineup for Boone. So I think that's a very important move. So now the question is for the Yankees: Do you guys think that they should run the lineup of Aaron Judge in center, Gallo in left, or Stanton? in left and either of them in right do you think those three should be in the outfield at the same time i think once you get a healthy luke voigt back yes i don't like look stanton stanton played in the outfield his whole career in miami he was in the national league so there wasn't even dh option and now that he has the option he just like is being really like pathetic about it because he is like made of glass but i think like Joey Gallo is, might be even... He could even play center. Like, he's an outstanding defensive center field... Like, outfielder. And very underrated. Very underrated uh, defensive player. And Aaron Judge is a known gold glover with a very strong arm. And, like, Stan's... Like, he's Stan. Like, he's not going to make any highlight plays, but he's got a good arm. I, he can I, play left field. I do just want to add in real quickly, because normally I should say, yes, there's no universe where Brett Gardner should have any place in this lineup. I agree. But there were some comments made earlier today on the Michael K show uh, by Brian Cashman that kind of concerned me. I saw that. They asked him if he regretted making the Stanton uh, trade back a couple years ago and what like his initial thoughts were. And he said his initial plan was to have Judge and Stanton go back and forth between Wright and DH so that they could keep both of them half, uh, healthy. But that has, quote, not worked out. And he said he would not say as to whether he regretted the trade because Stanton is a Yankee. So, I don't know. I It's pretty but, concerding comments as to his abilities to play in the outfield. St- the Yankees are stuck with him for now. Their contract is 
awful. It's otherworldly awful, because, I mean, like, this year if he's producing decent, he's producing up to his contract, he's nowhere near it, but you're paying that much for a designated hitter. Like, Like, he obviously wanted to say that he regretted that trade. I think every baseball fan could say that the Yankees should not have made that trade now. Uh, back they, then, back then, fair. They still gave up nothing for him. I agree. Looking yeah, back Starlin Castro was a great and second baseman for the Yankees at the time, yeah. though. So right now he's not doing anything because he's, he's suspended. Yeah, he's suspended. Segwaying off of the Yankees, something that I've wanted to talk about is not like an underrated move, but an unexpected move at the time is Chris Bryant going to the Giants. I think that look. The, the San Francisco Giants have the best record in the Major League Baseball as of now and are continuing to play so with just an under, like, name-valued roster. Yeah. You've got guys like Brandon Crawford, Buster, Buster Posey's having a resurgence, Kevin Gosman's been absurd, and a whole bunch of outfielders that are, like, just no-names. Like, you got guys like... Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. in your outfield hitting like 300 out of nowhere. And then you make a big move signing a huge righty bat and a star-studded player who in his first game goes yard. Yeah. Like, I think they needed that. Yeah, I mean, like, that that trade kind of was a no-brainer for the Giants. Like, obviously, the Giants are trying to contend this year from that trade. And that trade made them, like, even more competitive. Like, at first, I was like... I don't. I don't know if the Giants are actually gonna make some noise in the uh, postseason, or even, you know, if they'll fall off or whatever. But that trade kind of solidified them into the postseason in my eyes. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about when when we were talking about this year's San Francisco Giants was last year's Miami Marlins. You look, you go up and down, look at their roster, and and there are guys you could you could throw out there, and and you can't complain with what you're getting, but it's really nothing off the charts guys hitting between 20 and 25 home runs batting somewhere around 250 260 good players but it's it's fringe postseason teams if that and and the best you could do is rebuild but proven to me otherwise last year the marlins with a roster so mediocre played well they played together and they were able to advance with a a much greater record than we all expected and the Giants, in my opinion, are doing the same thing. Like Tyler said, there wasn't a lot of guys with crazy names that, that you would expect to go out and have a monster season. But they're playing well. They're playing good baseball. And especially with a lineup like this, you can't go backwards and rebuild. You have a good thing going. And I love the fact they traded for Bryant. And, and they're proving after the All-Star break in a short sample size that they could be the real deal. Yeah, it's it's been an incredible season for the Giants, and I, I really think, especially if they make a little bit of a run here in the postseason, it'll be wonders for the legacies of guys like Chris Bryant and Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, Brennan Crawford, all these guys that are making up the Giants. Another trade I wanted to touch on was Brad Hand going to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays obviously in one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. Yankees got better, Red Sox got better, and obviously the Blue Jays, the Rays. It is such a tight race in the AL East right now. And they needed help. Uh, you know, obviously their offense, their lineup is loaded. They needed help on the pitching side, and they went out and got it, obviously making the trade for Jose Barrios. But Brad Hand is an experienced closer. He's a veteran closer and a very good one. They did give up their number 17 prospect and uh, catcher Riley Adams, who's been hitting decently well in AAA this year. He should be pro-ready relatively soon. Uh, Brad Hand himself not having the best season. I think he's got like a 3.5 ERA. 
21 saves, but he's a veteran closer and he should help that bullpen out immediately, which is something that they really need in a offensively loaded AL East. I agree. Um, something I want to point out, like going off of the Blue Jays, I, they did need pitching help, but and they got it. With and they Barrios. got it. They got it with Jose Barrios. They got it with Brad yeah. Hand. But with the Barrios trade. I think long term that that trade's gonna hurt the Blue Jays. They gave up a haul. They gave up insane. Austin Martin, who is future star, and him and Royce Lewis up the middle one like second and short for the Twins for years to come is gonna be a scary thing. Yeah. And the Twins, they sold everything, almost everything besides like Buxton Donaldson, but like going forward, you Sano Sano. <laughs> Uh, they couldn't trade Sano if no, they wanted no, to. No, they wanted Miguel Sano. <laughs> hey, 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 easy there. But they they did a lot, and I think I think Jose Brias right now is he's got a lot to prove still because he's he's a very good pitcher. Everyone knows he's what he has his a lot of breakdowns where he just his stuff is flat and like look he could have he could have needed to get out of Minnesota and being in Toronto could be great for him. But I think that the, they gave up a lot for him. And if the asking price for him was that high, what, I, don't, I don't understand why you don't contact the Nationals and try and get Max Scherzer and or Trey Turner when those guys are noticeably better than Jose Barrios. And you can arguably put that the Nationals didn't give up as much as the Blue Jays did for much worse talent. You mean the Dodgers? The Dodgers didn't give yes, up Yes, that's much. what I meant. The Dodgers. Well, wait. I think that the Nationals could have traded Scherzer and Turner to the Blue Jays. Right, and gotten more than they got from the Dodgers. Oh, exactly. Okay, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Keeping it in the Twins division, the White Sox, I feel like, made the most underrated move by uh, getting Kimbrel for Nick Madrigal, which I predicted Kimbrel to the White Sox in our first podcast. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Thank Very you. well done. Very well done. Thank you. Good prediction. Um, I didn't expect them to give up Nick Madrigal, which is an insane haul for the yeah for the Cubs. I love that trade for both sides. Like Madrigal is just a nice young player, and Kimbrel uh, obviously get, puts um, the White Sox over the edge, gives them a great piece in the bullpen. That I said they can contend for a World Series. Because Their seven, eight, nine relievers right now are scary. Yeah. They like, got, they're filthy. They got Kimbrel as their setup. Like they got Kopech, Kopech, Crochet, um, Kimbrel, Liam Hendricks. 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 That's the name I was thinking. And I think that that trade is even better for the White Sox. Look, I love Nick Madrigal, but prior to for early on in that day, the White Sox made a trade for Cesar Hernandez, who's on a two-year deal. So they have a 31-year-old. Cesar Hernandez, who's arguably better than Nick Madrigal is already right now, and which is already a boost. And Nick Madrigal's out for the season with a very bad hamstring injury where you don't know what's going to happen with that for years to come. So giving up for him for a guaranteed all-star reliever and already having a second baseman for the next year or two with guys in the minors that will come up, I think will be really good. Yeah, it, it, it just works out. I mean... I, you hate to lose a bat that's for years to come, assuming the hamstring isn't a problem for the future. You lose a guy that's probably going to hit at least 300, 290, somewhere in that area, and he strikes out, obviously, close to a minimal percentage. Um, but if if you're going to win games, 
and you have a lineup as it is. It's young, and they're playing well. You have a win-now team, and you have a win-later team. You know, the, really, the thing they were missing was just an extra arm or two in the bullpen because the lineup is stacked with Eloy, Moncada, Tim Anderson, Abreu, all these guys that are have put together MVP seasons, you know, to their own extent. Um, and the starters, like Rondon, Lance Lynn, uh, Giolito. Giolito, right? Um you know, all these guys are capable of going five, six, seven innings, and then you could throw it to any of the relievers that we just mentioned and have good confidence for them to shut the door with ease. I do want to backtrack real quick because we touched on it really briefly earlier with the Dodgers move. I feel like we can't talk about trades without talking about that. Yeah. It, it makes me sad as a baseball fan just because, I mean, I feel like, obviously it's baseball, I feel like that's a sport where anything, like literally anything could happen, but... It feels like it's going to be impossible to beat the Dodgers, and even though they gave up some top prospects, it still feels like they stole two elite-level players, two top-five players at their positions easily, and Scherzer and Trey Turner, to add to an already stacked team. Yeah, I don't know how you beat that team on paper. Um, I mean, I, uh, I think this is a very big sign to noting that they're not going to retain Corey Seager. Yeah, I was just going to say which that. Which is huge for a lot of teams. Uh, so that means that there's going to be two very big short, like shortstop names with Trevor Story and Corey Seager on the market for anybody, upper grabs, yeah. which is huge. And another thing, going like for the Dodgers, like how do you how do you beat that team? You have the Giants with who have a better record than right now with no name players, and they're facing three, four, five time All Stars. That like it's, it's the, just crazy. That they got Do- the NL Cy Young. I know they the, do. The Dodgers signed the Cy Young in the off season. Trevor Bauer, yeah, you know, suspended right now, and they just traded for another Cy Young yeah. easily. Now, I think that the Dodgers are the biggest winners of the deadline due to that blockbuster trade. Yeah, but I have an interesting take on who I think is the biggest loser of the deadline. You can say the Rockies, you can say the Cubs for trading everybody. I think it's Juan Soto. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay? I can see think that. You're Juan Soto. You, two, a year or two years ago, you had Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg healthy, Max Scherzer healthy. They won a World, won a World Series. Series. You won a World Series. You were on cloud nine. Can you name anybody else on that team besides Juan Soto that you want to go see play baseball right now? Steven Strasburg, but he's, right hurt. Oh, he's hurt. If, you, if you're going to the Nationals game, and you're a Nationals fan, and you get an alert saying, Juan Soto's not playing today. <laughs> Do you even want to watch that game? You go home. You go yeah. home. You sell the ticket. Yeah. Outside the I'm the guy. You sell that ticket <laughs> yeah. for five bucks. The, the only name tickets. I can think of is Josh Bell. Yeah. Josh Bell and Juan Soto, can you actually name? I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Can you name another player on that roster? Robles. That is, Victor Robles? Is, is he oh, hurt? damn. I think he's, he's just, hurt. He's they just sold Schwarber. They, they <laughs> own a Schwarber? They yeah. sold Schwarber. Gerardo, he's in Boston. Boston. Another great move. They're gonna make him into a first baseman though, which is weird. But like, works out. They haven't had a good first baseman in a while. Juan Soto is your star stutter, star piece. He is 22 years old. If you want him to stick around with a very, very bad team, you're gonna have to give that man a ton of money. Oh, his contract. What's his contract? He's on his rookie contract. So he is gonna get some this year. Uh, no, I think it's next year, two years. But, like, the guys they traded for, like, uh, Josiah Gray started last night uh, for the Nationals. And he, I think he threw, like, five, six innings, had a few strikeouts. 
but like nothing spectacular. He's major league ready, but like the other guys that they traded for for like their entire roster, they're not going to be ready to play baseball, high quality baseball for at least two years. I want to take a second to appreciate we have a game on in the TV in the background, and I'm currently watching Madison Bumgarner pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks against Chris Bryant of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, and it just feels really weird looking at this at bat. It's uh, it's so weird. I don't like Chris how Bryant just yeah, Chris Bryant just got struck out by Baumgartner. I don't like how he's number 23 either. I don't like that either. It's weird to Who look at. Who is 17 on the Giants? Is that anybody? Or did uh, he just change his number? I think they all changed their number, all the Cubs. I texted Phil. I was like, he's uh, Posey's 28. What's Bryant going to wear? For some reason, I thought Bryant was 28. <laughs> that was a big mistake. Even though his all his KB 17. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um... So, does anybody else have anything related for baseball that they want to say? Because I think I covered my biggest loser and my biggest winner. Does anyone else have anything that they want to say? No, I think uh, I think we're, we're good to move on. All right, on so we're going to segue into basketball. Let's um, talk about best moves, best moves of the offseason, the trade deadline, uh, free agency, anyone who was signed, traded. Uh, start. I'll start. I think Lonzo Ball, I think that was the best move done <laughs> in the offseason so far. Lonzo Ball got his payday, four years, 85 mil, and the Bulls gave up what, Thomas Sadaransky, Garrett Temple, and a second round pick for yeah. what is turning into a really good NBA shooter and very, very good defensive point guard. Good defense, good passing. I, system. As a as a Knicks fan, I wanted him. Somehow yeah. I, more threes than Curry. I, I know th- Joe wanted him. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was that was the Knicks number one priority for me. I think Lonzo Ball I still think Lonzo Ball is a future all star because point guards they always say it take longer to develop in the NBA. And I mean he has it all. He has athleticism, length, he can play he's already proven to play defense at a high level high passing IQ, not to mention the fact that he is an improving three-point shooter. Especially important, he can shoot off the ball. He's a good, proven off-ball player, which means you can let Zach Levine handle it, but also you can have Lonzo Ball to play make, get the ball out to Vucevic to hit a three, or to Levine, or to DeRozan, who we'll mention in a minute. And you're going to see a lot of lobs from Lonzo to Levine, which should be fun to watch. I'm, I'm going to miss those uh, Lonzo design yeah, lobs, though. Now, a starting lineup of like Lonzo, Levine, Levine DeRozan, marketed if they retain him. Do we do I mean, we know yet? Or is he, I believe he's restricted. He's a restricted free agent. Free agent. Yeah, I think they're looking to trade him. Though. Now who fills up? I think he's gonna be signing. Can Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams. Williams. Patrick Williams. Williams. I think he's gonna be signing trade. And then Vucevic. And then you got Kobe White and Alex Caruso off the bench. Yeah. Now you have the Kobe White versus Lonzo starting point guard position because Kobe White did perform. For the Bulls last year, yeah, but I I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna take start. Lonzo. I think Unless Lonzo's gonna put, start, but I think Kobe White will be a great player off the bench, gonna, and I think because he's the guy. When six he man of the year, year, right there. Yeah, and Caruso, the Caruso signing, they gave him a lot of money, but I think it's going underrated because he's a very good defensive guard, and he can shoot the three. He's explosive going to the rim. I thought he, I think he could be very good off their bench too, and I think. After everything, seeing everything, even their draft choices, you got Patrick Williams come back. I think the Bulls are the biggest winner of the offseason so far. I agree with that. I, I'm going to tend to disagree on that. I I don't know. Something about this Bulls team, I feel like it's a disaster waiting to happen. I just, I get it. They signed a bunch of players, but I feel like we're, we're a little overhyping Lonzo. I get it. He could, he could fill his role well. Zach Levine, he's a bucket. 
but DeRozan's on the decline of his career, and uh, he can't really play off ball that well. Like he he needs the ball in his hand, and him and Zach Levine, I I just don't think that's a good fit that well. And Vooch, like he needs the ball also. It's a bunch of I guys that don't need know. the ball. I feel yeah, like, which is which is tough. I feel like they could play decently well off the ball though. Like he's not a type of player that is necessary to have the ball in his hands. Uh, but I mean, the way I look at the Bulls, they went from a non-playoff team to probably a second-round exit in the East. I, I think that's a fair assessment of the team. Yeah. And I would still say that's massive improvement from where they were. I just feel like social media is kind of hyping them up too much. Like, oh, yeah. agreed. Yeah, social media always hypes The Caruso. The Caruso. The Bald Eagle. I'm done with that. Oh, I actually, I like that nickname. That's a good nickname. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think a big... I think it's just a question mark right now for me. It's the Lakers. Um, oh yeah. Like, look, you got Westbrook. That's huge. It, that's huge and interesting at the same time because he's. I mean, you got Westbrook, AD, LeBron, and who else is gonna be in that starting lineup? Um, are they gonna start playing? Wayne Ellington. Say Melo could probably start. Mello, yeah, you got you Mello got like you got like ten dude. different. Average old players over the age of like thirty-two. Average. <laughs> See, I I thought the Lakers were actually the winners, one of the winners of the of the uh, off season. Westbrook's obviously a great player. He'll he will take a second role or a third role to LeBron and AD. Like he's not he's not gonna try to demand the ball too much in this offense. And then Dwight's back with the Lakers for a third time. <laughs> Kent Bazemore. Um, I forgot they got Kent Bazemore. Yeah, Trevor Ariza's back with the Lakers. Wayne Ellington's back with the Lakers. Carmelo is back. Not um, back what? Not back, but... Oh, yeah, there, he's yeah. not back. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is there, which he took a massive pay cut. Malik Monk. Malik Monk's there. Yeah, There's Malik so Monk many, is a big one, There's just one, so I many think. guys. Yeah. I've always liked Malik Which Monk. is great. They needed depth. They had two star players. They added a third, and they got depth. I think those are great role players. They can shoot, which you need to surround uh, LeBron and Russ with shooters. And they also brought back Tal- Talon Horton Tucker, which I did not think they were going to do. And he's 20 years old. Yeah. My, my, my biggest concern yeah. with the he's Lakers right now, yeah. you put in... I'm not actually concerned about all these memes on social media where they're like, oh, Russ is going to steal rebounds or demand the ball or whatever. That doesn't concern me. What concerns me is the spacing in that initial starting five there. Obviously, LeBron's gotten better at shooting the ball as he got older, and uh, AD can obviously shoot it from three as well. Russell Westbrook is a very inefficient shooter. He was the least efficient shooter statistically this entire season. Yeah, fantastic yeah. stat. He He's just not good with shooting the basketball. They're going to be a very old-fashioned style team. A lot of guys scoring a lot of their points closer to the paint and the rim. I do think they did a good job of addressing that in free agency. I think Carmelo's a great ad. I think none's going to be good for them off the bench, especially if they end up getting rid of Schroeder, and Malik Monk's a great addition. But my concern with some of the other names you brought up, I mean, when was the last time? Trevor Reza has been traded around the last couple seasons to contending teams to be an impact player off the bench. When was the last time he actually like played or like made any sort of impact? Like that's a that's one of those additions where it's like, oh wow, they got Trevor Ariza. Like every contender wants him. He's a great. He doesn't name. need to play. Yeah, but he, he, it, that doesn't mean you don't they sign shouldn't win. Like, not play him. He's he's yeah, not, he's not he's yeah, an old he's thirty six years old. Mark Gasol, another player that they, one of the few players they had left on their roster after this trade was he's thirty six too. 
Like, they, these guys are old. Who knows if they're like, even going to be good next year? My question is, who's playing defense on this team? LeBron, Anthony AD. Davis. No, I know. Other than that. Uh, Dwight like, Howard. Marcus All. Dwight Howard. Marcus All is probably like, going to be exposed. Like... He's still a deep boy once in his yeah. career. Yeah, but he's 36. Still I I, How I is all defensive like teams? Caruso is big there. It is big. It's going to be bigger than people think. And losing Schroeder. Like, I don't think they're going to re-sign Schroeder. Yeah, they kind of can't. Yeah, they, like, I don't think they have the money to. Uh, uh, they probably could. They have his bird rights, right? If they have his bird rights, they could if they wanted to. But I don't see a scenario in which they do. Listen, all I'm trying to say is Lakers are in win-now mode, and they don't care about their future at this point. They obviously made that clear. LeBron's, what, 36? Something yeah, like that. So their future is Anthony so Davis. Their future is Anthony Davis, but that's in the future. He's not He's already their, in his prime. He's not their star player right now. LeBron is. I would say AD is the third option here. I would call Russ the second option. Well, in for my opinion, in an offense so. like this, that's not going to be conventional with scoring the three-pointer, I think it's hard to see it as like a one, two, three option. I think they're actually going to all need to work together as, like, you know, you, you'll never see Russell Westbrook playing off the ball. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis are capable, but I... The, the only time it breaks down to options for me is when, when you need a bucket and, you know, it could be Russell Westbrook if, if he has it going that night. But that's the only time where I break down options where you want to pick who's shooting. Otherwise, it's going to be up to them to figure out, like, how the chemistry is going to work because it's three big-name guys. And another factor is health. I mean, it's it's a little better with their situation because we just listed at least nine, ten players that are capable of getting in the rotation and making a difference. But we've seen we've seen teams with a lot of huge names get injured. I mean, obviously, like the Brooklyn Nets come to mind just because they had the most established big three, and we thought it was all going to work. And during the regular season, they had guys sit out for rest and injuries, and we all assumed it would come together for the playoffs, and it never did. So you know, all of these guys. I mean, I know Anthony Davis has Russell Westbrook and LeBron, not so much, but a lot of these guys um, have injury potential too. And then you rely on old guys with great IQ, but not a lot of excitement to step in and fulfill the role of uh, Lake Show in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think you got to be worried about a 36-year-old LeBron. What, two seasons ago, he had that groin injury that kept him out for like a month and a half. Then he had the ankle last year. So there's growing concern with him. Obviously, Anthony Davis. I'm shocked with how durable I feel like he's been with the Lakers. I feel like he usually missed... Well, I mean, out like half the year. Yeah, he's missed. Right, but it hasn't been huge stints. But he's out for a week, almost once a month. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like I feel like the injuries. Maybe it's just me. I feel like the injuries were more notable with New Orleans. I feel like you felt him. Maybe maybe, he was the only player. Right. So maybe 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 that's why. But he's he's got got to worry here, and he missed the playoffs. Right, but I'm saying he's he's obviously got to worry you with injuries. And Russ, too, has had some injuries. And with the way he plays... Everyone's have been, has had injury concerns. Right, but I'm uh, saying... I'm saying that's like... Matt brings up a very good point in the sense that all these guys, very realistically... You could go in the playoffs with all three of them hurt, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably what's going to happen. All right, I'm, I'm going to swing it to a different team. We're go, we'll go to uh, South Beach. Go to a Castle's favorite player in Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Um, as much as Liam despises Kyle Lowry, I, hate I, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I hate him. I, I think that's I think it's a really good sign. I think I they're really gonna be very good. 
I think they're going to be a top four team in the Eastern. I agree. I, I really do agree. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I mean, an underrated signing for them was P.J. Tucker, who yeah. was... Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 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 Every underrated signing. Good defender. He's he can't a be a quarter specialist really? when he shoots one shot a game. Absolutely. They also he signed knows one his the, role. They yeah. signed one of the Morris brothers today, too, right? That yeah. team has... Yeah. The worst one. Jimmy Butler, uh-huh. Bam, and P.J. Tucker all deep for defense. Yeah. Not just yeah, for they, defense, they obviously, got, but like, their defense is going to be locked down. Their I defense is going to be insane. I think that the contract of Duncan Robinson was a little much. Yeah. Five, what was it? Five years? Five years, 90, 90 mil? mil? I think he would have left Shooter instead, though. But that's, I feel like that's Shooter comparable. That's got to be somewhat left. comparable to Joe Harris's deal, right? Like, if you get a knockdown shooter like that, like you got to pay them. That's you, just the market. Don't call him a knockdown shooter after the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> after that Bucks series. Well, he's led the league in three-point percentage the past four years. He had one bad playoff series. Let's give the guy a break. Yeah. Look, I like, I like the idea of bringing him back. Because there were plenty of games I watched, um, you know, Jimmy. Jimmy's not really an outside threat, and if he doesn't have that mid-range inside threat going, he's useless. It's a lot of breakdown. Bam Adebayo is a good player, but you know he's also mid-range to to closer to the rim. So having Duncan there to stretch the floor is huge. But at the same time, I'm a little indecisive because five years, ninety million dollars for just a strict shooter, is. Is, is just a lot of money. I mean, I think I'm liking how, how it's going to come together because Kyle Lowry provides uh, excellent floor general and he can hit the three-pointer, which is huge. The Miami just, you know, they did their best containing the Bucks in the first round last year, but it was their shooting. It was putrid. And obviously everybody looks at, at Jimmy Butler because, you know, we he put up such great numbers and an absurd hustle against the Lakers a few years ago in the finals. And if he's not going to get it done... This team is going to break down. It's full of a lot of good role players, but Kyle Lowry is an experienced player who can come in and I think really help things come together. I agree. I think that like there's still guys out. I think uh, the Heat should sign a guy like Danny Green. I think that'd be a really good piece for them. Um, I know that um, they still have Tyler Hero. They do still have Tyler Hero. He's got to step it up. By the he way, does have, he, he does have. This, yeah, this he is does. a big year for Tyler Hero because he had he was like. Top, I think he was picked 12th. The Heat declined to put him in trade talks for James Harden. Yeah. That That's such high praise, and, and he's, he's just not doing, he not doing anything. Look, he, had that, for him. he had that, what, two-game stretch in the playoffs yeah. during the bubble? Uh, I think it was off? more than two games. Was he like played pretty well throughout the bubble. It was something like that. It, 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 wasn't mu- it wasn't much to keep him out of trade talks for James Harden. Yeah. And also wasn't much to, like... He's not even starting. He's not. He's not even a sixth man. I'd I'd no. make Duncan Robinson untouchable before Tyler Hero. Agreed. If they were the same age. Agreed. Oh yeah, I was gonna say the age for me plays a huge factor. Look, I I think they got to sign. I think they need to make another move though. I think like a guy like Reggie Jackson's still out there. That could be a good signing. Yeah. Like uh, Here's the thing though. If they take Reggie Jackson, you have Reggie Jackson, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry. How are you breaking down the minutes? You're putting Reggie Jackson as the sixth man, and then Tyler uh, uh, Tyler Hero would be coming as like your seventh, eighth shooting yeah. guard off the bench. That wouldn't be a bad rotation. Not or, bad. Plus, yeah, I mean, you can sign Oladipo back. I think yeah, he's okay. gone. Uh, I don't know if they have think the he's gone. Oladipo to the Knicks. To, to be honest, I'm, before before they make anyone makes any hasty moves, going out of their way to to compete with like you know like we talked about, the Bulls are going out of their way to try and grab all the big names they can. Before they, everyone jumps on the train of trying to eat up 
all the free agents that are still out there. Um, I would like to see how they play with Kyle Lowry because, like I said, two years ago, they had they had most of these same pieces and they made an excellent run. None of, besides from Jimmy, none of them are really these star potential, but they played really good basketball. And I think it really doesn't hurt that you add a shooter and a floor general because otherwise they're not missing anything. The interior presence is there, the defense is there, and they do all play as one unit. So I, I would like to see how that goes. And then as the season goes on, they could look to get veterans or trade away guys that are struggling if they're going to be in a win-now mode. Moving off the heat in the East, I want to go talk about some losers in the West. And one of my first losers of the offseason has to be the Portland Trailblazers. And not because they inherently got, like, really bad. They lost a ton of guys. I mean, they did lose Melo, obviously, which is a, a big hole. Got them got them a lot of buckets and spots. But I feel like this was a huge offseason. I think if this wasn't the year Dame leaves, it's next year. So you have to look at this as, all right, we need to go in and do everything we can to make sure Damian Lillard is happy. You have to make that move when Giannis was thinking about leaving Milwaukee last offseason. They went and traded for Drew Holiday. And that was one of the moves that put them over the top to win a title this year. You have to make a move like that, even if that means getting rid of a guy like C.J. McCollum. One of my biggest issues with them not trading C.J. so far this offseason, you re-sign Norman Powell, who I feel plays very similar to C.J. McCollum. Then you're losing Zach Collins, who was hurt for the Blazers for pretty much the whole year. He's a bum. But it's still one of your draft picks, solid when he's healthy. You let him go. You let Melo go. Now you have Powell and McCollum who do the same thing. Your team's inherently gotten worse. You haven't really made any moves. You haven't really done anything in the draft. Your draft picks the last couple of years have flopped anyway. Anthony Simmons. So that's a big issue for them. I think that the Blazers right now are going to try to go into the season kind of with the same team, minus the guys that they lost. Because last year, that, that offseason that they had was great. They brought in Robert Covington, who is a great 3 and D player, can play on any team. Um, and people thought that team was going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, people forget that. And they just kind of disappointed for some reason. But So I think they're going to go into the season with the same kind of team, try to run it back, and if they start bad or aren't doing too well, They'll trade CJ. I think CJ is the guy that's got to go. Uh, yeah, I was. I agree that the way it looks like right now, and the big names that have already gone away, it looks like they're going to go into the season with a similar roster. But it's it's hard to keep assuming that perspective. With we're we're playing now, where if if the Blazers lose Damian Lillard because he's unhappy or or other players are underperforming, and you don't get the same Damian Lillard. This team, this team is nothing. They're they're not going to go anywhere, and it starts and ends with, with Damian Lillard. So it's it's disappointing if I was a huge Blazers supporter to see that they Lillard's concerns were voiced, and there was a lot of trade talks about you know your your top ten player in the league potentially, uh, going on the move, and they didn't do anything for him is is just confusing because there's a huge risk now that Portland gets blown up and Damian Lillard won't be a part of it. Now, do you think? I know it's a long shot. Do you think there's any chance they sign Kawhi? No. No. They don't have the no, caps. They don't have any room. He's going back to Los Angeles yeah. on a short deal. Is that deal. confirmed? No, but I think it's pretty much all. But I don't see Kawhi leaving. I don't think anyone expects Kawhi to leave. Yeah. And assuming he stays, this team, they're not beating the Clippers. They're not beating the Lakers. Probably not beating the Mavericks, honestly. Might be close one against the Nuggets. They lost to the Nuggets last time they played. I mean... With Dame, a healthy Warriors, they might not even beat the Warriors, Dame honestly. Dame went brazy, and they lost. Yeah. Like, he had 54 points. 
in, what was the it, fifty four? Yeah, he hit he hit ten threes. Yeah, one like, turnover. The one team in the West that I could argue had a worse off season, and you combine the draft and free agency, is the Spurs. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do. They overpaid for they overpaid everyone. McDermott, they were, McDermott, Doug McDermott, whose only role is shooting, and he's like a slightly above average shooter, can't defend, can't pass, can't rebound, can't handle. He's got paid over ten million dollars per year. Three yeah. He's never years. made that much money in his career. Yeah. He's a back of the bench player. And he's making over $10 million a year. The Spurs just, like, accepted defeat this offseason. Yeah, they they kind of just, like, get, it felt like they just gave up. Yeah. For, like... I, I'm all about the youth movement because they have some decent players, but, like... DeQuante. Murray. Yeah, DeQuante. They got Keldon Johnson. They got Devin Keldon Hussell. Keldon Johnson, good, yeah. Like... They lost Rudy Gay. The yes. Big loss. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they lose DeMar DeRozan. Who knows how much longer Pop's going to stay. And obviously, Pop's having his own troubles. I mean, obviously, U.S. won last night. But hasn't necessarily been the most flattering showing from a Team USA team. Now he's going to come back and coach this team without DeMar DeRozan, without LaMarcus Aldridge, who started the year off with them last year, without Patty Mills, who went to Brooklyn. I mean, they are they are missing a lot this of pieces. This could arguably be the worst team that Greg Popovich has coached. I don't think there's an argument there. It's definitely the worst. Uh, did he coach? The, actually, no. Never mind. That team was not as bad as this one. I was gonna say the team that landed the first overall pick for Tim Duncan, but the only reason they got that pick was because they left out in the lottery because David Aldridge yeah. was hurt all year. So yeah. uh, David, David Aldridge. David Aldridge. David oh, shout out NBA 2K. The scene. The reporter scenes you always skip. <laughs> But yeah, I mean this this yeah this is a horrible horrible. Spurs they over they overpaid and it's not like they were going out of their way to get these young guys like McDermott. I just I just don't understand what you're doing giving that kind of money to a guy that's not going to come in and give you fifteen twenty more wins on the year. It's just you either you either rebuild 15, or you more wins. You know he's not going to be that guy. Maybe one or two. Right. <laughs> so it's just it's completely puzzling that you spend. Not a small amount of money after a guy that's not going to be a part of your future and is probably not going to be a part of your rebuild either. I think a big loser this year also was the Wizards losing Russell Westbrook. There's been a lot of talk about Bradley Beal getting moved possibly. I think that Bradley Beal is going to get moved before the season starts. I think they did a great job drafting Corey Kispert. I love that pick. He was great on Gonzaga. But I think they're going to complete rebuild mode in... The next uh, month or so. I don't think so, because there was a number of reports, even after the Westbrook trade, that said Bradley Beal, first of all, wants to stay in Washington more than ever. He's not asking for a trade, and I don't think Washington has any intention on trading him. But obviously, the details haven't been announced. Bradley Beal's been pushing for Washington to sign Spencer Dinwiddie. That was his guy. He wants to play with Spencer, and they don't have the money to do it outright right now. They're currently working on a sign and trade. That's why they said, oh, Spencer Dinwiddie's close to an agreement with Washington, but they haven't announced anything yet. That's gonna, likely going to happen. So, he could be a 20-point-per-game guy playing next to Beal, and then hopefully they'll have more space to add around that. 20, He's 20 averaged, points he, he averaged 20 Dinwiddie. points per game last season. Yeah, but not not this past not, not season with the before. Guy, uh, well, he averaged like a caliber with that scores the ball as much as Bradley. He averaged... 20 points on a team with by himself. He was an all-star. He averaged 20 points per game that year. He averaged he averaged you 20 points a game when he was by himself when Kyrie no, was hurt. They had, no, he he averaged no, he averaged it when he played with D'Angelo Russell and Karis LeVert. And he still averaged 20 points per I game. I know, but I don't think you can compare that to the scoring ability of Bradley Beal. Who why? Wait, I'm, saying why, well, I'm saying why can't he? If 
if I Russell, think Will, if Russell Westbrook could average twenty points per game, if John Wall could average twenty points per game, are like you them, comparing that? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Why can't, why can't a guy who is scored twenty points per game before also scored twenty points per game alongside Bradley? Beal? Because Bradley Beal is shooting the ball like he's at never... least thirty times a game this yeah. year. Bradley Beal, if they don't trade him before the start of the season, they're gonna trade he's... him before the trade deadline. No, he's gonna he... get no so way frustrated. he gets traded. You what happened two years ago? Dame is more during mid, right middle of the Beal. season two years ago. Bradley Beal was going to get traded. He dropped like forty points when back dro- to back. He dropped forty five back to back losses. Like he yeah. was so frustrated. He was like, "I'm gonna like he want he wanted out." And then what they did, sign Russell Westbrook. What they do? Make the play in game loss to the Pacers. I think it was, and then. No, they now, made they made the I, I just want to NBA point out playoffs. something really quick. Yeah, yeah Spencer they lost, Dinwiddie's nah, first career averages thirteen points. Right, well, that's taken into account. Slow... Yeah, I know, but... I, I'm just I I just want to put that out there. And but then... but Bradley Beal is gonna get like it's gonna be him and Dinwiddie. He's not that team's not gonna win more than twenty five games. Right, but <laughs> but Bradley Beal wants to make sure that they're committed to building up a team around him. Maybe that team doesn't do it this year. But he has stated very recently since this trade that he wants to stay in Washington. He wants to build the team, and he wanted them to bring in Dimwitty. If Dimwitty has averaged twenty points per game before, obviously Beal is going to take most of the shots. But if he's a guy capable of getting there, which he can, he's a three-level scorer. I don't see why, even with limited shots, he can't score twenty points per game. He Bradley Beal is twenty-eight. He's going to be out of his prime relatively soon, but. Not he's gonna be out of his prime years in the next five years. He's gonna want to win a championship in the next five years. I don't see this Wizards team making the playoffs in the next five years. If I think they can make the playoffs. No way. If they can't make the playoffs without, I mean, they with barely. Westbrook, yeah, they barely made the playoffs. Basketball, Russell Westbrook. Says Apparently, neither does Bradley Beal. There you go. Russell Westbrook has been in the playoffs like almost every year of his career. Yeah, I know, but I think his teams are never successful. What? He doesn't play winning basketball. Yes, I think. They, and the he team with, with OKC, the MVP Russ, that team, he carried that team to like a four or five seed. You're when saying he doesn't? Yes, he was. He was very good in the regular season that year, and then completely flamed in the playoffs. I, when I say winning basketball, I mean championship caliber basketball. I don't think they could be a championship caliber team, especially this year. You're gonna change your mind when the Lakers win that title this year and Russ Even, wins it. You got a healthy Thomas Bryant coming back. You got a new and hopefully improved Kyle Kuzma. You got. Mon- <laughs> I forgot they got Kuzma. I know. You got Montrez Harrell. You got uh, Riyadu Murat back. I think... Denny Abdiya. Uh, Denny Abdiya. I'm, I'm saying this right now. Riyadu Murat is winning the most improved player this year. You said that last year, I believe. I think I did. <laughs> One of these years is going to happen. <laughs> One of these years is going to happen. year? No. Two years uh, ago. He was uh, they got KCP. Coldwell Pope. Uh, Davis Bertens who can shoot the ball. Like, you got a good team. Not a great team. I think that this team is going to be better than what, than the, what they were with Russell Westbrook. No that, way. You think you so I, you, I, you I think, think they're going to be a, I, yes. you think they're going to be an 8 seed? I think they could be an 8 seed. The, I don't think the East is that good. It's better than the Wizards. It's not bad though. I, I think especially that, with I think the Bulls this, becoming good again. Look, yeah. Who's uh, who's going to drop out? Uh, Knicks. Maybe. Pacer, no, think, do you think the Knicks can be a four seed? How? Peacefully can be better. I think the Knicks are a winner. They're missing TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb. They're missing, they're missing Sabonis. They're missing their whole roster. And they barely okay. missed the playoffs. I think the winners, the Knicks are a winner. I don't think the Hornets will make the playoffs. Uh, I think the Hornets have a better But the Pacers and Bulls will. They, yeah, they, the, the Hawks are not. Maybe they won't the make Knicks it, but they're fringe. I don't think the Knicks will be a four seed. No. Definitely Hawks not a four seed. Hawks will make a break. 
Hawks are kind of. Uh, Hawks I, are very good. I like the Hawks. I think Hawks the Hawks are, are top five seed again. Yeah. I mean, you. Uh, it's hard to crack the, the top two, but that the way they played in the playoffs. I think, I think that the Wizards team is going to surprise a lot of people. Wait, so let's think. East, it's what Boston, uh, Nets, Miami, Bucks, Bucks. That's four. Probably. You say Hawks. probably Hawks. the Hawks. Sixers. Definitely the Hawks. Probably Sixers. So Bulls. 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 No, 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 not yet. That That's seven spot already. is between so, now you got Pacers, Knicks, Wizards, Knicks. What's the, form? Wizards, what's, what's, what's yeah, the format four. this year? Is it play eight in. teams or play like eight play so ten again. teams? Yeah. Well, but it's eight for the actual playoffs. Okay. Okay. You're telling me that you don't think the Wizards can be a top ten team for at least playing game? Maybe ten. Ten, ten okay. yeah. That's not eight. I think that they have a chance to win the playing game and be in the playing game. So they'll be eight eight seed. I think they'll be a playoff team. That's my prediction. So they wouldn't be better necessarily. They'd Depending on what they, I don't know. Not, not according to the the question posed. No, they would not be better than an eight seed. But yeah, them being an, I, I would never be, said that they. I would be I shocked that if like they would four, be an eight seed. Look, yeah. if the Knicks can be a four seed this year, I think that the Wizards could be. A, hey, hey, the Knicks, the Knicks defense is wicked be good. A four okay. seed again. Yeah. The, the 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 offense or the defense is not going to be nearly good enough to match what the Knicks did this year from the Wizards. It's just not. That's just the fact of the matter. I think I. I disagree. You I think, think their offense or their defense is going to match the level of the Knicks' defense from last year? Oh, I thought you meant the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Like I, the thought Knicks you meant, I thought you meant the Knicks against No, the, no, no, no. I was talking because yeah. they were talking I know. About, I thought you meant the yeah. Knicks against the Wizards. Wizards. No, no, no. Comparing the Wizards this year to the Knicks last year, they're not. They're he's not like, he's like oh, well, the Knicks made a four. See, I'm like, well, the Wizards it's aren't Bradley the Knicks. It's just Bradley Beal. Yeah, they don't have that defense. If, if they make that signing of Spencer Dinwiddie, if that becomes official, I. so what, your lineup will be... Didn't didn't Woody play in the one? It's yeah. gonna be a sign and trade, so we don't know who would yeah. be going back to Brooklyn just but yet. But Dinwiddie will probably be playing. Dinwiddie, so. Beal, probably Kuzma, Hachimura, Hachimura, Kuzma, Hachimura, Hachimura, Kuzma, and Thomas Bryant. I, I could, Harrell? but I could see depending Bryant on who they be, trade. Two of those I guys are probably Bryant going back. Be, being traded in yeah. this Dinwiddie deal. I could see Bryant being. Traded. I think I think if you're the Nets, you're looking for KCP and Thomas Bryant. In yeah, this that's deal. what. Yeah. That's now the the initial the initial rumor was Kuzma and Harrell. But I think they know. I think they know that they really Washington really wants Dinwiddie, and they need shooting and front court depth. That's the trade. Thomas Bryant would be very good. I don't think the Wizards would trade Hachimura to the Nets. No, I really I don't. Dinwiddie. Who else did they have? They went trade of Dia. No, they wouldn't uh, trade Bertans. Bertans is an, a valuable They'll asset. Trade Raul Nita, Neto and Ish Smith. I would jump Ooh, off the Brooklyn Bridge. And, uh, and, I would. Uh, Cassius, they have Cassius Winston. Yeah, I didn't know he's, that. He's on the oh, G League team. State? Forgotten about yeah. him. Dude, yeah, he was, like, he's really good. He's like five he was. eleven, five ten. That's why he doesn't uh, play on the big big boys. Six team. one, buddy. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at he right looks now. like he's like five eleven. Seeing him, seeing him play. Speaking of college basketball and the NBA draft being a few days ago, I think the Knicks are the biggest winner from the draft. I and not. tend to disagree. Yeah. Uh, not, maybe As not the Knicks biggest fan. winner. Maybe not the biggest winner. But I think that the Knicks are the Knicks did a very good job this offseason without gaining any stars. I feel like they could have done better, though. Players, I liked yeah. I liked the initial Obviously picks they, they made that they better. traded away. Obviously, they could have done better. But I think Quentin Grimes, a guy on Houston who averaged 17, 6, and 2 assists, shooting 40% from 3 yeah. all year. That's, that's what we very, need. We need three-point shooting. We got it. I have an interesting thing. Miles that I, I found this really interesting. I think everyone saw that the Thunder proposed a trade for the first pick. They offered Shy and their sixth pick for the first pick. Yeah. That was declined. 
But it was known to the media and Shy himself that they offered him up. And then, like, two days later, he signs a huge extension. Yeah. I, I, I just, I found that really weird. I think Shea that. got the bag. He got, yeah. he got the bag. 177 He got the bag. I think. Trey got the bag also. I th- think that's a lot of money. Curry got the bag. Curry, Curry got the massive I, bag. Only player in NBA about, history to have two $200 million contracts. Thanks. He's worth it. If he's I'm shy, of all time. He's worth like, it. I, I don't really care. You didn't though. care. I, I would. I would but be think, a little like. But that's a yeah. weird situation that he's in because right now both teams, Detroit and OKC, are not good. If he goes to Detroit, he becomes the franchise guy in Detroit. Cool. You just Don't got traded for the Detroit. number one overall pick. Good for you. Detroit, I think, is building something really well over there. I think they did really well in the draft. Detroit? Don't, yeah, I think they had a good draft. Luka Garza, Cade Cunningham? I, I think I think Luka Garza's not going to be as good. I think Detroit, I think Detroit had a very good draft. Than what everyone thinks he's gonna but be. now you stay in OKC. OKC isn't going to do anything. You're still their franchise guy there, and they have all these millions of draft picks for the years to come. Honestly, he's probably not going to be making the playoffs for the next couple years, no matter what situation he is. So he's probably there like, hey, I got the bag. I got the rookie Dude. max. I'm just going to ball out until one of these teams that the good. Thunder have Kemba Walker. And they're going to flip. They're going to trade him. He's going to get flipped. They're going to let him play well, and then he's going to get flipped. Okay. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be Chris Paul all yeah. over again. And I think he could be a good mentor to Shy too. So I think I think Shy's also like really good player. I agree. I think he's... I think that the weirdest signing was Kelly Olynyk for like three years, 35 <laughs> mil to the Pistons. It's like... It's so random. He's just a good role player. I think. Here, I yeah. think at this point, I was saying last year, why the hell did the Pistons sign Jeremy Grant to that contract? And then he went off. Yeah. So I mean, if Kelly Olynyk and his weird ponytail want to go off in when, Detroit, when, when they got, have so many big men, when he got traded from Miami to the Rockets, right? Yeah, Russ. He absolutely balled out in the second half of the season. People forget that. Like he. He was shooting the lights out. He was rebounding. He was doing it all. The clinic's been a provenly good playoff player. He's a stretch four, and he's a clinic. That's his nickname, <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, the clinic. Oh god, because he puts on a shooting clinic. Oh, no, I've that's never just heard that. uh, every Boston fan. I room with four Boston fans. They all call him the clinic because that's what he does. He puts on a shooting clinic come playoff time. He's oh, good. Man, he's I a good player. Like Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Kelly, it's <laughs> <laughs> his I, nickname. That's what the Bostonians call him. Kelly Olynyk's a good player, and I think that he never really got a fair run. He had a lot of time backing up in Boston, and then was moved around. Um, and when he plays, he actually puts up some solid numbers. But uh, uh, I'm not sure about the fit. Yeah, the fit in Detroit. Definitely, they got a lot fit. of forwards. It's a lot of forwards, and it, they have rebuilding guards, or who? It's Killian Hayes, and I'm missing someone. Ooh, I think. Kate Cunningham. Right, Kate Cunningham. They just Kate got Sadiq. Motor but he's Motor another forward. But a lot rests on Cade and Killian. When they traded for him last year and traded Sadiq Bay, basically. Honestly, honestly, yeah, I was not happy with the <laughs> trade last year because I think Sadiq Bay. I, as someone who goes to a biggie school, I thought Sadiq Bay was going to be a stud. We get it. We, you go to Providence. <laughs> yeah, David Duke signed with the Nets uh, summer league team too. But no, and Marcus Zigarowski stud. At, but at, that's aside from the point. I thought he was going to be a good player. He was a good player. Shemet was a solid shooter, but he was not exactly what you were expecting him to be. They made a good trade. They got an additional first-rounder uh, for him, which they got a solid rebounding big man from North Carolina. And then they also got Javon Carter, which they didn't know they were going to be able to get Patty Mills today. He plays that backup point guard role now uh, to replace Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's a veteran. So I, I'm not. I'm a fan of the move. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. 
One move that I feel like went under the radar was Devontae Graham to the yes. Falcons. I was going to yeah. talk about yeah. this. I, think I that, like it. That's I, such a good move. It I gives Zion some, some floor spacing. Devontae Graham could shoot the skin off a ball. Detail is like, great. Yeah. He, like um, expression. Yeah, you like that? I do like that. <laughs> um, Jonas Valanciunas is there also. I feel like that was a good consolation prize for yeah. Lonzo, which I you think, had to move on I from. think that you... Look, I think that... Lonzo and Devontae Graham are not comparable towards one another, but because uh, they they have different play style. But you got a cheaper version of what you could have gotten out of Lonzo. You, if you don't want to pay that much, you got a good cheaper player. He can be even more than what he he can be worth more than what he was paid. Yeah, I think that it was a great trade. What was his contract? I think it was just, uh, Four years, fifty-seven million, I believe. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Oh, yeah. Wow. Around what? Eleven and a half a year, twelve yeah. and a half a year. Twelve and a, yeah, just about. 12 I mean, easily yeah. fine. It was he had an interesting scenario last year. Two years ago, he came in, not not a huge name guy, and he produced. He played excellent, but you know, in the in the draft last year, the Hornets went after Lamelo Ball, and then you know, as a result of him, Terry Rozier, and Devontae Graham all splitting time at the guard position, it's just. It's hard for Devontae Graham kid play, to play close. Great. Right, but, you know, he's, he's getting 25 minutes a game. He'll put up, you know, 12, 13, 14 points. He, I think New Orleans provides an excellent opportunity for him and who else? Nikhil Alexander-Walker to play guard. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that backcourt. They're both, yeah. they're both scorers. Devontae Graham is a capable three-point shooter, of course, and as well a capable passer. Alexander-Walker could score. And then Ingram and Zion are good scorers, obviously. Um, I just I love the fit there for Devontae Graham and for his own career he's gonna see the minutes he should see between 30-35 minutes a game I can see that yeah. I wanna talk a big a loser in my opinion is the Suns I, I think that the contract the that same the, exact I think that, that the contract had. that they did, gave to CP3 is absurd but I feel He's like gonna, they had to give it to him. I don't think they did. I think, yeah, they no, did. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think if they didn't give it to if him, if they, they had any choice, any, any chance so. of contending again, why would they not right. sign? It's, it's hard. Look, so then you then what would you do? You can't press the reset button. If you get rid of him, where, where are you going now? You have a team that just lost the NBA Finals. Now you're back to Devin Booker, DeAndre, and then you're looking at a middle of the pack playoff. And it's not like no one else was going to give him that money. If they let him walk, a number of other teams would have paid him that money. The Knicks would have been up there with giving them money. So then what are you doing? If you don't like it, then you must prefer something else. I just don't think that... I think they could have signed a Devontae Graham. That would have made yeah. their team only worse. Yeah, it would That's be not worse. comparable. I'm not it would have made it better, but I don't... It's like, what type of production are you going to get out of a 39-year-old CP3 in three years? You just got yeah. you, you just got a a, elite leader. production from a 38-year-old CP3. Not 30, he's 36. Well, what would you just say? 30, well, whoever three it was. years. Oh, okay. You cross that bridge when you I don't think that the Suns will make the finals during this contract. They they probably won't make it again, but it's exactly. still, you're so, coming off so, the finals run. you so got to do? do it. You, I think they should have signed Devontae it. Graham instead of Cameron Payne. That could have that that been, been a better... And I know you're a big campaign guy. Good. Maybe. He had a great run in the playoffs. Yeah. I just... I don't see the Suns with a healthy Nets... Healthy Lakers. Like, yeah. I learned last year the hard way. You can't assume health for I any know, of these I know. teams. I'm just That's how the Suns made it. Exactly. They got lucky. But we just said sense. we just said Who earlier knows? it's very possible the Lakers yeah. get hurt. 
and you already know Kawhi could get hurt with the Clippers, it and then all of a sudden the the path opens right back up for them to go back to the finals. Kawhi's not going to play this year. Yeah, the ACL injury. That's right. So you you got to look at, at as the Suns. All right, we were a top two team in the league last year. The only teams that should be able to beat us this year are the Lakers and the Jazz. Like you got you got to press for it. Yeah, I, I agree. Alright, anyone got any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Speaking of the Jazz, I happen to love the Rudy Gay signing. Oh, uh, God. I mean, I have to mention <laughs> it. I, I just had to mention it. They lose Gorgeous Niang to the Sixers on a two-year $6.7 million no. deal. Yes, boo, I agree. But, um, you know, aside from Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, not many other guys play in the middle of the floor. And I think Rudy Gay provides an excellent veteran presence that fits perfect with the grit and grind. Uh, shooting scheme of the Utah Jazz. Briefly Bef- touching on the Sixers, why the heck did they sign Andre Drummond? Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> like it just makes no sense. Nothing, no fit. There's nothing. No fit. They, nothing they've done. More all, all you need. All you need is a team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Andre Drummond together on the floor. Oh yeah, they are the only team that can that have less floor spacing than the Lakers. They, they, the only team that they would possibly compete in a three point contest with right now is the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> it's the only team. Uh, I Sixers love, gotta I trade it. everyone. Yeah, except I think it's time to blow it up. Blow it up. Except except yeah. Embiid. Yeah, blow it up. Yeah. Their their roster. On, they gotta blow it up. They're not. They're not getting anywhere further than a top four seed in the East. Imagine the, second round. Imagine exit. the Sixers traded for Harden. Exactly. With with, with Simmons, how yeah. different everything. Could I, have been. I'll say yeah. what I always say. I feel like that's not the Sixers' fault. I feel like Tillman Fertitta, the Rockets' owner, blocked that deal because Daryl Morey left. Well, the Sixers, we'll the we'll Sixers said that they wouldn't trade Ben Simmons for James Harden straight well, up. Obviously, if their trade gets them. declined, you can't say, "Yeah, we were trying to trade Ben Simmons while well, he's still on the team." Obviously, you can't say that. So I think that he was lying. I think he was like, "Yeah, we never offered him," even though they probably did. And it probably got declined, and they're probably like, "All right, we got a safe face." That, with that's ben a Simmons. lot of probabilities and a lot of hypotheticals. I thought, I thought that that the Rockets offered that to the Sixers. I thought they did too. I'm like yeah. ninety percent sure, sure that, that the they Rockets offered, offered James Harden offered. for Ben Simmons. Offered and offered. There you go. <laughs> well, sense, I guess we'll never know. Offered that whole saga was a whole long. Yeah, it was so Dude, hard to follow everything. There was so many rumors and so many twists and turns. There was. Yeah. And nothing really ended up happening with Ben Simmons. Before we uh, wrap it up here, I just want everyone's one team opinion. Just one, say the name of the team. I want to know where everyone thinks Victor Oladipo is going to go. Because he's the guy we didn't talk about at all. Hmm. I have a bad feeling he's going to the Lakers. Lakers? Here's the thing. There was a report that Oladipo said he was open to taking the minimum to go into a contending team. And there's a lot of guys that apparently want to take the minimum to go to the Lakers. And as much as I would love to say, oh, well, he should go to the Nets. Everyone's apparently going to the Lakers, so I have a feeling, for whatever reason, with the super team that everyone's been wanting to go to the Lakers, I have a feeling he's going to be on the Lakers, as much as it hurts me to say. Next. Um, I feel like he could re-sign with the Heat, low-key. As, um, like, a minimum again? Yeah, why not? Run it back. I mean, Miami's a great place to be for him. Um, I would... One team I would want to see him on would be the Suns. I feel like that would be sick. I would like wow. that. Yeah, he, that would he would be, be so cool. he'd be a good fit. I completely agree. It was the Suns played excellent basketball, but it's a little predictable with its pick and roll with Paul and Booker, Booker in isolation, and otherwise, you know that it's not a whole lot off of that. 
another team that could be a dark horse. I feel like a clip. This this is a very Clippers move to get them. Like they did have a meeting with them. Yeah, they? I kind of did. I did. This could that. be a yeah, um, Clippers year. But like you know, Los Angeles gets Russell Westbrook. They're in all the headlines, and the Clippers aren't really doing anything yeah. in free agency besides maybe re-signing Kawhi. Kawhi. But you get and, Kawhi, and then you sign. And then Victor Oladipo, Victor boom, you're back in the headlines, and you're back for the Battle of L.A. And right there. Yeah, and you have Vic. And yeah, I think it was Paul interesting George. you said it's a very Clippers thing to do. Yeah. And while it's hard to elaborate on what you just said, I actually agree. Like, yeah, it, is, like, just, it makes it sense. Just it's a cli- it is. It's a it's clippery, like a clippery thing. Play. You know, they established, they established their big three. And there's so many huge names going out there on social media that it makes perfect sense. With, I feel like every, they're one they're one piece away from having a nice big three to compete with the LA team. Yeah, I feel like every time the Lakers do something big, the Clippers. It makes it perfect up. sense. You know, it'll settle for a lower amount of money and and Oladipo, George Leonard, you know, can't rule them out of doing anything. Justin, it's funny. Like I think I'm the only person that still follows him on an individual basis, and I was going to say the Clippers before you even said the question, <laughs> which kind of sucks because now we just sound repetitive. But if you think about it, not even taking like a veteran's minimum, if you re-sign Kawhi, so this year you hypo- you hypothetically get Old Depot, you keep PG, you let them grow together, and then you re-sign Kawhi. If you can get an LA team to work without Kawhi, and he comes back from an injury, and you're just adding a defensive player to your did superstar, you, did you think see about the LA how far team work without Kawhi in the Western? Yeah, look how far they went. They did decent. They did great. Well, a big piece of that was Reggie Jackson. Uh, Can we put some respect on Paul George's name? I don't want to hear no more slander. The dude carried those Pacer teams back in the day, and people tend to forget. Everyone's like, oh, he can't perform in the playoffs. Yes, he can. He brought the Pacers to seven games against the Miami Heat-led LeBron James, or LeBron James-led Miami Heat. Put some respect on the man's name. That's where he got the nickname Playoff P, baby. He's an MVP Next candidate time. three years ago. Yeah. He's not pandemic yeah, he P. We're none of that. He pandemic was. PP. Pandemic PP. No. I, I never gave him any slander. I want some yeah. respect on I'm, his I'm name. Gonna, oh, wait. Matt, what do you think? Or do you think Clippers? No, yeah. I think he said Clippers. Clippers. Uh, yeah, I think Clippers. Are I'm, I'm going to go That's different here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Mavericks. I just have a, I just have a feeling, or I wouldn't mind a return to Indy. I think that'd be interesting. No. I would love to see. He's not going to I know, I know, it's interesting. I think, like he he played in Houston. He knows the air, like the area of Texas. Like I know it's kind of weird to say, but I know it has probably nothing to do with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's really far from Dallas. Uh, it's Texas. Whatever. I really don't know. It's Texas. 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 Point, point. <laughs> You're gonna offend Texans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Texas people that listen to this. Um, the zero. I think I think a nice little combo of him, Porzingis, Luca. Tim Hardaway Jr. signed a new contract back with Dallas. Yeah. Did that just happen? That no, happened. No. That happened a while ago. That was, it was, was four, four years, yeah, seventy million dollars something. I mean, he was he was a big piece there. Sometimes I'm a little critical because he he loves the ball in his hands and takes some questionable shots, but. You know, they aside from Luca and Porzingis was not what we expected. Some someone had to come in and get some sort of money to put up hopefully eighteen points a game for them. It, it had to be done. If yeah. they want to stay in contention, you you can't continue to waste away these years with Luca. You can't. So you have to go after the best guys available. Waste and, these years, bro. He's like twenty. I know he, he'll be able to stick around. You just I hate to see him wallow there for five years with no other moves. Yeah, or him to walk away. Um, 
We are coming up at the end of the podcast here. Everyone, tune in next week. We will be posting weekly on a weekly basis. As well, follow, follow the TikTok and the Twitter accounts. Yep. Yeah, Basement Banter Sports on TikTok. Um, Twitter is Basement Banter, right? Six, ba- yeah. Basement Banter Six on Twitter. Yep, we're we're, we're gonna be posting a lot of content. Yep, all all of us will be getting involved, different takes, and then you let us know in the comments about anything you want us to talk about or anything you want to see. Yep. All right, we out.